The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. The world's greatest shorts are hooking you up with a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Sunday evening, currently 516 on the East Coast, here to get into the Monday schedule on the Diamond 10-game schedule. We have lines for about eight games. Uh, I think the two games we're missing we'll, we'll discuss here momentarily, but joining me, Help me to break down the betting card for the Monday games. You guys know him as the voice on the NBA Gambling Podcast and here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. It's Delonte Smith. Delonte, how you feeling, my man? Yeah, man, pretty good. Uh, got some decent baseball going on right now, actually. Uh, but, um, yeah, man, looking forward to breaking down a card with you. And uh, glad you could join us on, the, on your Father's Day. Yeah, man, I want to wish all of our listeners, if you are a father or everybody's fathers, actually, man, a happy Father's Day. Uh, It's it's been a great day uh, thus far, uh, but just want to take a quick second here to wish uh, all the fathers uh, a happy Father's Day. Hope you're enjoying your day. Hope you got some family time and uh, spend some time with your loved ones. So, um, yeah, man, Uh, 10-game schedule, like I mentioned, Delante, on Monday. We have lines for eight games. I think the two games that we were missing was uh, the White Sox and what was the other game? Um, San Diego and um, who, who are they playing? San Francisco, San Diego, San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're just missing uh, pit, uh, pitchers for I think it's the White Sox we're missing, f- missing source. So no lines. We'll kind of skip over those games, but again, like I remind everybody, make sure to check out our picks over on sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MLB picks. Um, just go to our, or just go to the website, hit MLBC MLB picks. And we do our very best to have our picks up there every single day for you guys to whether tell us or fade us. Uh, you probably should have been fading me over the last couple of days because has not been good for me over the last uh, few days. Uh, I took the Dodgers run line minus one and a half on Saturday night and they got absolutely buried 15 to nothing uh, <laughs> in that <laughs> game. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we can turn out within this new week here, Delonte. Why don't we just dive right into it, my man? Uh, first, first game on the board, we have uh, we have an early start tomorrow. It's going to be a 4.05 Eastern start. Yep. The St. Louis Cardinals and the Washington Nationals. I am currently seeing Jack Flaherty is getting the start here mm-hmm. for the St. Louis Cardinals. And Josiah Gray gets a start here for the Washington Nationals. Jack Flaherty minus 155 road favorite here, plus 135 on the money line for the Nationals. Uh, total set at nine with the big towards the over at minus 115. Run line for the Cardinals minus one and a half at even money and plus one and a half minus 120. For the Washington Nationals, uh, Lante, lead us off, my man. Yeah, man. So both teams uh, in bad form right now. Uh, St. Louis three and seven in the last ten. Uh, Washington two of eight. But I would say Washington was more competitive in their um, in their little streak of their last ten games than St. Louis was. Uh, I mean, people keep waiting for St. Louis to turn it around, and I mean, they they might, but it, it's looking bad right now. Uh, they struggling. They struggle on the road. Fifteen and twenty two. Um, Washington struggles at home, 11 of 23. So I was having a hard time kind of picking and choosing which side um, I wanted to be on. Um, so I'm probably just going to go with the the, Wash- the Washington on the run line. 
Um, St. Louis has won four of the last five between the two. Um, I like Josiah Gray at home. He's allowed a one-earned run in, in three of his last four home starts. Uh, he was roughed up by Philly in his last home start. But, I mean, you know, Philly – like we spoke about Philly being um, – we're getting comfortable with their offense and the bats have been doing well this month. So, no shame in that. Um, Flaherty, he's actually been better on the road this year uh, than he has at home. Uh, one-earned run or fewer allowed in, in three of his last four road starts. So, uh, both pitchers on the mound that I, I, Flaherty's more up and down. Um, I mean, Josiah Gray is. I, I mean, he he pitches well, but he just doesn't. I guess Washington doesn't bring their offense whenever he pitches. Uh, if you if you look at some of the numbers there, um, I'll likely be lean to the to the home dog and uh, probably play him on the run line. Uh, Washington is thirty six and twenty six, uh, thirty six and twenty eight. I'm sorry on the run line um, this year as a dog. St. Louis twelve and thirty as a favorite. So uh, give me Washington on the run line, and I'll sprinkle a little bit on the uh, on the plus price, but nothing strong for me at all. Yeah, for Flaherty, he had gone off to a great start. Uh, we had talked about this over his last about five to six starts. He had mm-hmm. looked really good for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, and then he regressed um, big time against the San Francisco Giants. And I think there's no shame into that because the Giants, again, quietly have been playing really good baseball um, over this past week or so. I know they've been taking it to the Dodgers. Like I mentioned, they got that 15 to nothing victory on Saturday um, against the Dodgers. And I think they're currently up three to one right now. So um, I, I'm not sure if I can, if it warrants for me to lay a minus 155 price on Jack Flaherty. Um, like you mentioned, he has been better on the road uh, thus far this season by a mile. Um, but again, it hasn't really translated to wins for the Cardinals in his starts. There was a stretch where he did win, or the Cardinals, I should say, had won four games in a row while he was on the mound. But they've lost throughout his last three starts The um, in the last three games where they lost to the Pirates on the road. They did beat, beat the Rangers. And like I mentioned, against the um, the Giants for uh, Jack Flaherty. And then on our side, Josiah Gray. I feel like earlier in the season, uh, Lante, he had found his form, but over his last three games, he has regressed a little bit. He's allowed a total of nine earned runs uh, over the last three games combined for, let's see here, 17 and one-thirds innings. The uh, Nationals have lost two straight starts, but they were against two of the better offenses in the league. It was against the Braves and against the Cardinals. I know the Cardinals were able to put up some runs on Sunday afternoon against the Mets, but um, yeah, I agree with you. I think I would look at the plus one and a half here on the Nationals and when in doubt, maybe just take the Nationals uh, as a home puppy here against mm-hmm. the St. Louis Cardinals. It seems like when Josiah Gray's pitching, he's he's always going against offenses that are either on a roll or about to start their role. Like you mentioned the two uh, offenses that he went against his last two albums. But I mean, like, it's just very unlucky um, for a pitcher, but he hangs in, you know, every now and then. Uh, I mean, sometimes it just gets away from him. He doesn't get a, a lot of offense um, yeah. from, from Washington when he's on the mound. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, before we continue the conversation here, let me tell everyone about uh, Edge Boost. This episode is supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's first now, first bet now pay later visa card edge currently offers up to 2500 in betting advances which can be extremely valuable tool imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll get down on some of your favorite futures without having tied up your money or bankroll for months double down on your favorite bet or even use it to create an awesome middle or even a hedge opportunity edge boost isn't some sleazy loan shark no as they charge zero percent interest do you know of a way you can access more money to place on your favorite bets without paying any interest well, EdgeBoost can also be part of your a responsible gaming plan where you can set up daily, weekly, monthly limits across all your betting accounts in one place. So support SGPN and help us grow 
Uh, and also grow your bankroll at the same time by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Uh, let's keep it rolling here, uh, Lanto. The next game on the board, I'm seeing a, I believe it's an interleague matchup here between the Miami Marlins at home. They are hosting the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm currently seeing Jose Berrios gets the start here for the Toronto Blue Jays. And I'm seeing Brian Hoeing is going to get the start here for the Miami Marlins. Uh, Blue Jays are a minus 140 road favorite here, plus 120 on the money line for the Miami Marlins. Total set at eight and a half. Yep. Run line minus one and a half, plus 120 for the Blue Jays, and plus one and a half, minus 140 for the Marlins here, Lante. What are you thinking? Yeah, man, I'm going to keep riding the Marlins, man. They're hot right now. Uh, one is of uh, seven of the last 10, uh, 21 and 13 at home. They also cover seven of the 10 run lines. So they're pretty much, you know, if they're winning the game, they're covering the run line. And it's pretty much been the same story with the Blue Jays as we've all been saying it. Uh, well, at least since I've been coming on, uh, it's been a constant thing about them being inconsistent. Five and five in the last ten, uh, up and down throughout the throughout that process. Uh, blew a few games, uh, and also you know lost a few games. They should have won. Won a few games. They should have lost. Uh, but that just it's just signs of inconsistency for me. Um, Berrios was roughed up in in April, um, but you know he bounced back nicely since. Uh, he's been doing it against all it you know offenses. New York, I think twice. Baltimore, um, Tampa, and Atlanta. Those are one for the premier offenses um, in the MLB, and he's pitched well against them. Uh, he's had two earned runs or fewer in his last five games. Looked really, really good against the O's. His last road start only allowed uh, three hits in seven innings and no earned runs. Uh, so, yeah, man, I, I like a low-scoring game here. I like the under eight and a half. I, I like Miami. I think they're in better form right now. I can see the confidence going with those guys. I mean, they're hitting the ball extremely well, putting it in play, uh, getting guys on base. And being able to capitalize there, man. So I like Miami. Not really going to overthink it. Uh, I like Berrios. Um, I guess a little more than consensus. But I mean, Miami's not a power team, or by any means, they don't score a lot of runs. So I think that under is the best play. But um, I'll definitely take Miami as the home pup here, also. Yeah, I'm really surprised to see Jose Beers has been pitching this well thus far this season for the Toronto Blue Jays. On the uh, season 7-4, 3.280 He's been really good over his last three games. 2-0 with a 1.37 ERA. The uh, Blue Jays have won five straight starts when Jose Beers is on the mound, and he hasn't allowed more than two earned runs uh, since May 18th, which was against the New York Yankees. But since then, he's been an absolute machine uh, for the uh, uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um on the other side, Brian Owing hasn't been too bad himself over his last five games. Uh, he's been coming out of the bullpen for them. So it seems like it's going to be a bullpen day for the Miami Marlins. Um, he's pitched seven to one-thirds innings combined, uh, only allowed one earned run in that span. Um, Eleven and two-thirds innings pitched at home in Miami. He's only allowed two earned runs. Um, I'm going to trust Beros here, man. I feel like this one – I feel like this minus 140 price is a little bit cheap. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Jose Barrios here. I feel like he's in good form here right now. I also do agree about the under that you mentioned in this game right now. It's at what uh, eight and a half. Yeah, um, eight and a half. Yeah. Again, it's gonna be depending. I, I think the the Blue Jays are gonna have to do a bulk of the scoring in this matchup. Um, I know the Marlins were able to get to the Washington Nationals uh, pitchers a little bit over their weekend series, but um, I think Barrios will 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 
really do a great job of limiting the bats here for the Marlins. So uh, I'm going to go with the minus 140 price on the Blue Jays and on the under eight and a half with you um, on the total. Next game on the board, 640 Eastern start. It is Jordan Lyles Day. Kansas City Royals are in Detroit to take on the Tigers. Uh, like I mentioned, Jordan Lyles gets a start for the Kansas City Royals. Reese Olsen gets a start for the uh, Detroit Tigers. Tigers are a minus 150 home favorite here, plus 130 on the money line for the Kansas City Royals. Um, total of nine with the VIG on the over at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half, plus 130 for the Tigers, plus one and a half, minus 150 for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, let me start with Reese Olsen, the home pitcher for the Tigers. Um, thus far this season, he's faced uh, two. Oh, I'll say, uh, let me start with this. His first two starts against the White Sox and the Phillies, who was absolutely phenomenal. Ten innings combined. He only allowed three earned runs in that span. And his last start was against the Atlanta Braves. Now, Lonte, I don't know how much we can really take away from that start because the Braves are absolutely obliterating every pitcher that they're seeing. Anybody. Um, anybody it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. bad right now for opposing pitchers against the braves and we saw it over the weekend series against the rockies uh where they got down five nothing today uh in that game and they went on to win that game 14 to six so Man, unreal yeah uh, the, the bats are hard right now for the Braves. so i'm not sure how much we can really take away from that again it was also very his first home start as well um, I mean, on the other side, you guys know I've been talking about how much I've been fading Jordan Lyles, and he's just been a, a money-making machine uh, if you've been fading him. The Royals have lost every single one of his starts thus far this season. He has an 0-11 record, a 6.89 ERA um, on the road, 0-5 with a 9.10 ERA. I think I give a lot of credit to the Tigers. They went into Minnesota this weekend and won a series um, – I want to say they took either two out of three or three out of four uh, against the Minnesota Twins. Uh, so it feels like the bats have also picked up for the uh, Detroit Tigers here. Uh, and Javier Baez, it looks like he's turned it around as well. Um, on the road thus far this season, like I mentioned, 9.10 ERA for uh, Jordan Lives. I'm trying to see what the final scores have been in those games, or at least the runs that he's given up. So against the Marlins in Miami, he gave up six. He gave up five to the White Sox. Uh, sorry, four earned, yeah, four earned runs, five runs overall to the White Sox. He gave up seven earned runs to the Brewers. And then against the Twins, he gave up seven. And the Angels, he gave up four. So I'm going to go back to the stack again here. Lante, um, I mean, if it's not broken, don't try to fix it, right? So give me, uh, I'm going to take, I'm going to take results and I'm going to take the Tigers minus one and a half at that plus odds. I'm going to take the team totals as well for the Detroit Tigers. Their bats have woken up a little bit. Um, so first five innings, two and a half, and then I'm pretty sure it'll be four and a half just because of the name of Detroit Tigers here, Dalante. So fading the uh, Royals and more so Jordan Lyles in every which way. Yeah, man. Hey, I couldn't disagree with you more. This is a horrific game. Please do not watch this if you're a fan of baseball, um, unless you got money. As a matter of fact, if you got money on it, I still wouldn't watch it. Um, yeah, I, I like yeah. the I, I like the Yerfi. Um also yeah. we're going with the um Detroit in the first five, uh Detroit full game, man. I, I I can't talk you out of anything you just said about Jordan Lyles. I mean, how can anybody um uh, with, with his track record of this season? Yeah. Um you mentioned the Yerfi for him. Let me see if I can pull that up here. Yeah, I didn't um, see it listed um earlier when I was doing my notes. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up the exact numbers. I know it happened uh, in his last start, but the Royals scored in that first game yeah, or first yeah. inning. Hey, it still counts, man. Still yeah, counts. Yeah, it does. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so on the road, um, 
Jordan Lau's four and two. Uh, for the Yerfi is four and two, but overall, in his fourteen start this season, it is twelve and two. The Yerfi is. Um, so take that for what it's worth. And again, the Royals are zero and fourteen in his fourteen starts thus far this season. When he has a record of zero and eleven, so um, take that for what it's worth and take it to the bank if you want to. Uh, all right, Lante, before we continue the conversation here, let me tell everyone about the newest sponsor on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. That is Bird Dogs. And look, guys, it's the summertime. It's heating up. I know down here in Texas, it is scorching hot. It's going to be like uh, uh, the real feel. Actually, the temperature is going to be like 113 this upcoming week. Um, so you're probably 113. Yeah, 113 <laughs> down here in Texas. So <laughs> it's going to get hot, and I'm checking out Bird Dogs to get me some nice, comfortable shorts, man. Uh, Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving, leg giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemons, but they fit way better. Hey, if you're going on a trip, and it's going to be hot, whether it's the West Coast, whether it's a, a, a part of the country where it's scorching hot, or if you're going international, it's going to be hot. You're making a trip down to Cancun uh, with some of the other teams, the NBA teams that are already there, um, and you may run into somebody. You want to look good. You want to look good in those shorts. Uh, so check out Bird Dog. They also have invented a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice on movement. They also have some incredible sh- uh, swim shorts as well. So do yourself a favor. Go to birddogs.com slash pool and enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. Again, you get some nice looking shorts and they're nice enough to throw in a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. So go to birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti tumbler and you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that much. All right, Lonte, let's get over to the next game on. On the board, it's going to be another 640 Eastern start. We have the, oh, sorry, uh, 705 Eastern start. We have a battle of the NL Central teams, the Chicago Cubbies. They are headed to Pittsburgh to take on the Pirates. I'm seeing Drew Smiley is getting the start here for the Cubbies. And and Osvaldo Beto, or Bido or Beto, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, is going to start uh, for the Pirates. Uh, Cubbies are a minus 125 home, sorry, road favorite. Plus 105 on the money line for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Total set at nine. Run line minus one and a half, plus 115 for the Cubs, and plus one and a half, minus 135 for the Pirates here. Lante, what do you got for this game? Yeah, man. Hey, Cubbies are rolling. I think uh, we did a podcast. Was it Friday? Was it Friday that we did? And we were talking about the Cubs or and how you know it was time for them to start looking at some other um I guess moving on some players, talking about Strowman uh, going mm-hmm. a few places. But, man, yep. they've been rolling. Uh, yep. They won seven of their last ten, five in a row. Um, Pitts hit a little bit of a funk. Um, they've lost their last five, including being swept by, you know, the Cubs last week. I think that's when the Cubs, that's when the Cubs started their run last week when they um, swept Pittsburgh uh, at Wrigley. Uh, they actually got dominated um, in that outing, outscored 28-11 to 11 in that series, man. So that was pure domination by, uh, by the Cubbies. And I think that was – uh, did Strowman go? No, Strowman just went. So yeah, that was at the back end of their um, at their rotation. Mm-hmm. So that just goes to show you uh, how how well they are playing right now. Uh, they, they do struggle on the road though. Thirteen and twenty one, Pirates are eighteen and sixteen at home. Uh, I'm not the biggest Smiley guy, um, although he you know he did have a a good day in uh, May. I mean, he did have a good May. I'm sorry. Outside of giving up five earned runs to to Cincinnati, who's rolling right now. We'll get to them later. Um, 
But you know he he's pitched re- he's pitched well. Uh, Pitt roughed him up in his last start. Nine hits, five earned. Um, it took a six run, eight, uh, six inning for them to uh, pull away and give him the win in that game. But man, I'm leaning towards the home dog here. Uh, I think the Pirates can get it done at home to snap their losing streak. Um, I mean, I, like I said, I'm not the biggest Drew Smiley fan. Uh, Pitt has success against him, uh, like I was mentioning in our last matchup. So I think Pitt can get home, get settled in, uh, get a much-needed win in the division. And uh, I know the Cubs are hot right now, but, man, I just I, I like the home dog here, thinking that Pitt can stay around and probably steal one uh, late in the late in the game. Yeah, I mean, look, like, like you mentioned, um, Drew Smiley's last start was against this um, Pirates team, and he did allow five earned runs in that game. Uh, to the Pirates, he went what six innings, allowed five earned runs, gave up three home runs in that game as well. The Cubs' offense did carry the uh, uh, Cubs in that game where they did get the ten to six victory. But I know Smiley had gone off to a really good start. Uh, I think it was his first, I want to say six starts where he didn't allow more than two earned runs, but he's allowed at least three earned runs in four straight starts for um or to the opposition, I should say. And he's allowed at least five earned runs in two of the last four starts. And the uh, Cubs have lost three of his last four starts. So I think the way I want to do attack it, I do like that the Pirates are a plus uh, money price here. It's it's slightly at plus 105, but again, definitely shop around. I wouldn't be surprised if this is at even money by the time, um, you know, the money comes in overnight uh, on the Pirates. Uh, but I would look at Pirates team total in this game as well, whether that's in the first five innings or a full game. I do think that they can continue to have success against Drew Smiley. And again, uh, the Pirates against left-handed pitching, they are above average in most offensive statistical categories. Um, so, you know, there's always that conversation that maybe the pitcher has the advantage of seeing uh, a batting lineup um recently but i feel like that really goes towards the offense because you kind of know what's coming uh from a pitcher um but like i mentioned i I agree with you man i do like the pirates in this matchup as well uh all right let's get over to the next game on the board it's going to be a 710 eastern star the colorado rockies just got absolutely spanked at atlanta they are headed to the red hot reds right now uh i believe they swept the astros this weekend if i'm not mistaken um, yeah, because I was on the Astros. No, I was on the Astros for two of those games. So I know for sure in two of them, they, they, yeah, them. they lost today too, I believe. Cause I think that game just went final. I usually get alerts for the Astros on my phone. I know it went to extra innings. Uh, let me see here. I think they won nine to seven, did the Reds in extra innings. Yeah. So, um, they're headed back home. They're going to host the Colorado Rockies. I'm seeing Brandon Williamson is going to get the start here for the Cincinnati Reds, minus 140 on the money line. And Austin Gomber gets the start here for the Colorado Rockies, plus 120 on the money line. Total is set at nine and a half, run line minus one and a half, plus 140 for the Reds, and plus one and a half, minus 165 for Austin Gomber. And the Colorado Rockies here, Lante. What are you thinking about this game? Are we fading the Reds? Or are we riding their hot streak? Man, yeah, you got to – hey, listen, you don't make money betting against hot teams, man. I, I think the Reds are on fire right now. They've won uh, – well, I guess since they just beat the Astros, it would be 9 of 11, um, 8 in a row. Uh, they seem to have it clicking right now. I mean, I know the Astros are, you know, like hurting without you or Don in, in the lineup, but still that's a quality quality series to win and, and to perform at that level and sweep those guys – Man, I think that's something to say about that Reds team. They got a lot of youth, uh, getting some people in their ballpark. I'm pretty sure they're going to be amped up to get uh, a bad Colorado team in there to try to put some more wins in the column. 
Um, I, mean, I think it's pretty simple, man. Colorado's a bit against team for me. They've lost seven of the last 10 and a 13 and 25 on the road. Um, Gumber's allowed a, a bunch of hits. And I think he, I think the Reds have a chance to, you know, attack him early and, uh, and, and often they roughed him up in their May uh, 17th meeting, scoring uh, five runs on eight hits. I think they're in better form than they were back, back then at home, riding that streak. Uh, they have a lot of momentum. And we saw, we see teams in baseball like this all the time. They catch, you know, they get a, a rookie or two in, in the lineup or some guys that they don't expect immediate production from come in and it gives that offense and that team a, a lot of energy and it carries. So I'm going to ride Cincinnati here, man. Uh, Williamson, I mean, he hasn't been horrible, but I mean, again, he's pitching against Colorado. I think they're still missing Bryant and um, who's the other bat that they were missing? Blackman. I can't remember. His name. Yeah, Black. Uh, so, yeah, they're missing yeah. both of those guys. So yeah, man, Colorado's a fade team all the way for me. Cincinnati bid on, so it's pretty simple. Give me that minus one and a half on the run line. I'll take the Cincinnati team total over also. Yeah, I think that right now, like you mentioned, without two bats, um, at least over the last seven days, the uh, Rockies are all the way down to number 29 in WRC+. Plus. Uh, team batting average has been um, slightly better at 224, but it still ranks number 21. Um, and I'm going to filter this down to the last two weeks uh, for the Colorado Rockies, and we're taking a look at it here that – they're still well below league average, number twenty-two uh, over the la- or number twenty-two as far as team batting average over the last two weeks. WRC plus that I love looking at. Uh, they are dead last over the last two weeks as well. So, um, you also mentioned Brandon Williamson. He had a really good start against his Rockies team, not uh, this season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was this season. I'm trying to find the date on that. Um, back on May sixteenth, a three-to-one victory for the Colorado Rockies, and I know he hasn't been in the greatest form, but. Um, I just want to trust this offense here for the Reds, man. They don't give up. Austin Gomber has been uh, lackluster, I guess we can say, over the last five games. He's 1-2 and two with an 8.46 ERA. 22 and one-thirds innings pitch. Lante's allowed 21 earned runs in that span. Also seven home runs uh, in that span as well. So um, I like the Reds' score runs here. Um, I know it's Brandon Williamson, but I think I really do like that minus uh, one-and-a-half price at plus 140 on the Reds here as well. I think they can yep. get the job done uh, on the run line as well. Yep. Next game on the board, 740 Eastern start, the Boston Red Sox. They are going to go to Minnesota to take on the Twins. James Paxson gets the start here for the Red Sox and Pablo Lopez on the mound here for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, the Red Sox are a plus 105 road underdog, minus 125 on the price for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, sorry, total is set at eight and a half with Vic towards the under at minus one and uh, sorry, minus 115. Run line minus one and a half plus 160 for the Twins and plus one and a half minus 190 for the Boston Red Sox. Um, so a couple things here. Let's start with the Red Sox. They're kind of in a scheduling spot here, first of all. They played a doubleheader on Sunday against the uh, New York Yankees. They're on that Sunday night foot, uh, Sunday night football, Sunday night baseball game um, against the No, what you're ready for, man. Yeah, hey, I think we're all ready for, uh, for football, man. Um, still a ways away, but we're just going to be grinding out baseball here. Um, but I, I just think it makes sense. I know the Twins, man, they burned me. They lost me a lot of money this past weekend. I tried to back them on the run line in the one game that I didn't. Uh, they actually won 2-0. Um, I was going to go back to them on Sunday. Thankfully, I didn't because they took another L. But I just think that this is a spot where you probably want to fade the Red Sox. Um, again, doubleheader on Sunday. You're playing the Sunday night baseball game. You're traveling from Boston to Minnesota. Um, 
I know Pablo Lopez hasn't been the greatest uh, pitcher thus far this season. I'm trying to actually pull up his exact numbers here, but thus far on the season, three and three of the 4.27 ERAs, last five games of 4.75 ERA, last uh, at home, at least, I'm sorry, two and one with a 5.88 ERA. He's put together two back-to-back great starts against the Rays and the Brewers. So maybe that's something that can continue here uh, for him against this Red Sox team. Again, I just feel like this is a fade spot just because of the scheduling spot here for the Boston Red Sox. Um, I'm going to take the Twins here, minus 125. James Paxton on the other side. I've, I'll mention his numbers here as well. Um, thus far this season, Paxton is 2-1 and one with 3.09 ERA. Um, his last start was against the Colorado Rockies, where, like we just talked about, they just haven't been swinging the bats very well. But his last three starts have actually been pretty good for the Boston Red Sox. He's allowed a combine of three earned runs in uh, just 18 innings pitch. So, um, again, I'm just going to take the Twins here. I'm going to try to put some faith in them again to start the new week. Maybe they do me right this game. But at minus 125, just based off the spot here, Lante, I'm going to take the Twins. Yeah, man. Um, honestly, I, I didn't think about that scheduling spot and, until you just brought it up because I was going to be on Boston, but now I'm completely off them, and I'm probably going to ride with you um, with Minnesota. I mean, both teams 500 in the last 10 games. Complete contrast of styles uh, between both teams. Boston offense heavy, uh, Minnesota defense heavy. So yeah, uh, usually that, that tends to, to go towards the better defensive team. So I think Minnesota being that better defensive team. And, I mean, their offense hasn't been as bad as their season-long metrics have. Um, have indicated as of late, you know, they've, they've had pretty much um, good success against decent teams uh, offensively. So the 21 and 16 at home, uh, they've won three of three or five in Boston this year. Uh, Minnesota's also 27 and 16 as a favorite. So that's in, that's in the feather in the cap right there. Um, you mentioned the Paxton numbers. I mean, two earned runs are fewer in five of his last uh, five of his six starts. I'm sorry. And Lopez, I mean, like you said, I, I have my concerns with him, but like it's, it seems like when he's on, he's on. He's allowed four plus runs in, in five of his last ten starts. So, in um, those other five starts, it's pretty much up and down, like two run, one run, or whatever. So, like to see some more consistency with him. Um, but man, I couldn't agree more with the spot. I, I like Minnesota um, here. Originally, I was going with Boston, but that Sunday night thing, I forgot about the doubleheader. I wanted to Alex Cora. Um, does he approve them playing? This you know you had a lot of complaints about the the primetime scheduling of the Yankee and, and Boston series and talking about other teams play out so but I, I'd love to hear your thoughts about that or did you even hear what he said about that? Uh, who was this? I'm sorry, uh, Core for uh, the manager for Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. What did he say? I didn't I didn't catch that. He, he was he was saying about like they asked him about the primetime setting for Boston New York and how big of a deal it is and he just tried to downplay it. It's like it's more it's more than just two teams out here and he would rather them not play on a primetime setting as much and just play regular baseball and all that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much how much do we put into this Red Sox Yankees rivalry anymore, right? I mean, it was right. a big deal when it was like um, I mean, Pedro back in the and, day with yeah. like, you know, Pedro Martinez, Manny Ramirez, um, even like Veritek and um, A-Rod for the Yankees and Derek Jeter and those guys. And it's really been like the playoff rivalry. I know the Red Sox haven't made the playoffs. Um, they didn't make it last season. Uh, they made it to the season prior. But um, I think we can talk about those rivalries when we get into the playoffs and these two teams meet up in the playoffs. But regular season, I mean, you face each other. I know it's different now with the scheduling change in MLB, but um, I feel like it's a little overblown uh, overblown now uh, between the Red Sox and the Yankees. So I, I think there's still bad, bad blood still there. But again, you have different players and, and different 
uh, managers and all that good stuff now for between these teams. So um, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't. I, I kind of do agree with him. It's just two teams playing baseball now, but yeah, I think those conversations can happen when they if they meet up meet each other in the in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, man. I, I yeah. I, I I'm not like I'm not gonna. As much as a Red Sox fan, I am like I'm not gonna if it's, if they're facing the Yankees, my eyes are not gonna be glued to that on the mm-hmm. television. So I'll, say, I'll just say that much. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I think. All right, uh, what do we got? Next game on the board, uh, penultimate game here. We have an eight ten Eastern start. We have the Arizona Diamondbacks who are currently getting spanked right now uh, by the Cleveland Guardians by a score of eleven to one in the bottom Jesus. of the fourth. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was Zach Davies day in uh, Arizona. So I they got to get, they got to, they got to get something, somebody. Else. I mean, we mentioned that. Um, yeah. We talked about future. this on Friday. Yeah, yeah. man. They got to get, they got to get him out of there and in the back end of that rotation. He's, he's horrible right now. Yeah. Pretty good pitching matchup in this one though. We got Merrill Kelly on the mound for the Arizona Diamondbacks and Corbin Burns gets to start here for the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, Brewers are a slight home favorite at minus minus one twenty, even money. Uh, for the Diamondbacks, total set at eight. Run line plus one and a half, minus two hundred for the Brewers, and minus one and a half, plus one seventy for the Diamondbacks. Um, I'm sure you could flip it the other way as well if you think the Brewers are going to win by two or more runs here. But um, lots of what you got for this game, man. Pretty good a bit pitching matchup here between Kelly and Burns. Man, yeah, a great pitching duel. Actually, um, one that I, I just couldn't – I had trouble picking a side um, in it, so I'm going to probably lean towards the under here. Both pitchers likely to go deep into the game. Um, Arizona, I'm not counting – obviously not counting today. They've won seven of the last ten. Milwaukee struggled a bit, uh, losing six of the last ten. Um, you know, Arizona is two and three, and they won two of three in the series in April. Uh, Corbin's been way better at home, uh, two earned runs or fewer – and five of his last six home starts. Uh, I'm a big fan of, of Kelly and, and what he does for that lineup and what he's done this year. Two earned runs or fewer in five of his six road starts, man. So, like I said, it's, it's hard to bet against good pitching and, and good teams, especially with how well Arizona plays on the road. Um, I think that – I mean, Milwaukee, we all know Milwaukee struggles. It's offensively. Um, Burns, he pretty much has to – I think Burns in – and Garrett Cole are in a similar situation where they they go out on the mound and there's so much pressure for them to like get a win because they know it's not much consistency behind them. So I think that that adds pressure to him, which is probably why he's not like been as good as he's been um, in his Cy Young year and, and previous years. So I, I mean, I'm gonna probably attack it on the under. Um, Milwaukee is usually an under team at home. Um, two of the three in April in the April series went under. Um, I just think Burns. I think Burns can limit those Arizona bats, and I'm not really worried about Milwaukee's offense, especially not against a good pitcher like Merrill Kelly. So instead of trying to find a winner um, on the side, I'll take the total and go under. Um, maybe look at some K props for 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 Corbin Burns because I think Arizona has a tendency. To, I don't know have the strikeout numbers in front of me. Maybe you do, mm-hmm. um, but it seems like they have certain games where they just don't have it, and and they're whiffing on everything. And I think Corbin Burns has the stuff to make them. Swing and miss on a, on a lot of different things. I should have probably had that in my notes, but I, I didn't put it in. Uh, let me see here. So against right-handed pitching, the Diamondbacks are number twenty-nine uh, out of thirty teams against right-handed pitching. Well, let me filter this down to road. Uh, and this is, oh, sorry, this is. In, let me do it for the full season because I was only over the last two weeks. Uh, so Arizona, uh, yeah, they're right in the middle of the pack, number sixteen against right-handed mm-hmm. pitching on the road. 
uh, as far as team strikeout percentage and the oh sorry that's left-handed pitching why is he doing that uh, it's because I have it set on default here all right let's try this again so right-handed pitching Arizona is two yeah number 28 so doesn't seem like they're striking out a lot against right-handed pitching um I'll mention this about Merrill Kelly um I know we talk a lot about Zach Gallon here uh, on this podcast Lante where he's really good at home but Merrill Kelly has been a stud for this team on the road Five and zero with a two point one two ERA is Merrill Kelly. He's only allowed eight earned runs in about thirty four innings pitched uh, for the Arizona Diamondbacks. You talked about uh, Corbin Burns as well. Um, he's coming off of a, I guess, a pretty good outing. We can say against the Minnesota Twins, six innings pitched. He did allow three earned runs in that game uh, at home this season. Three and one with a three point two seven ERA uh, at night. Five and three with a two point seven four ERA. Compare that to his day ERA five point four eight for Corbin Burns. So. The number one thing that stuck out to me was the under in this game at under eight. Uh, I think that number is just a tad bit high. I think that number may close at seven and a half uh, by the time we get to game time. Um, I'll lean with the Diamondbacks here, man. I, I'm not too crazy about it. Uh, yeah. but I, I couldn't I'm pick us up, man. Play. I couldn't pick us yeah, up. Yeah, it's tough. It, again, the books are indicating it could go either way, right? Yeah, it's pretty much at it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so under eight for sure for me in this game between the Diamondbacks and the Brewers. Uh, last game on the board, 8-10 Eastern start. We have the New York Mets. They are headed down to Houston to take on the Houston Astros. Max Scherzer is going to be on the mound for the New York Mets. And Hunter Brown gets to start here for the Houston Astros. Astros are a minus-130 road favorite, sorry, home favorite here, plus-110 on the money line for the New York Mets. Total set at 7.5, a little bit big towards the over at minus-115. Run line, minus-1.5, plus-160 for the Astros, and plus-1.5, minus-190. For the New York Mets, um, we'll start here with Max Scherzer. Scherzer on the season thus far is. Let me go back to that page here. Um, he is five and two with a four point four five ERA. Is really on the road where he does struggle here, Lante. He does have a winning record of three uh, three and two. But his ERA is 5.35, where he's allowed 21 earned runs and 53 and one-third innings pitched on the road thus far this season. His last start did come at home against the New York Yankees, where he did allow six earned runs and just three and one-third innings pitched. Um, the And his previous start was against the Atlanta Braves. So we talked about two good offenses. I know number one with the Yankees are without Aaron Judge, but they were still able to put up runs against him. And again, so we talked about the Atlanta Braves who's absolutely murdering every pitcher right now um, with the amount of runs that they are scoring. But um, for uh, for Max Scherzer, they've been okay, like I mentioned, in his road starts. He is prone to giving up starts – or, sorry, uh, runs. And now you have Astros team that should be motivated here because they absolutely got beat up by the Cincinnati Reds. And, again, there's no shame in that because the Reds have really turned around because that team just does not give up. Um, on the other side, Hunter Brown gets a start here for the Houston Astros. Uh, on the season thus far, uh, he is, let's see here, Hunter Brown is 6-3 and three with a 3.35 ERA at home, 2-2 two and two with a 3.21 ERA. Uh, the Astros did win his last start, which was against the Nationals in a 6-1 to one victory, but they uh, lost his prior two starts against the Blue Jays and the Twins. Um. God, I don't know if I can trust either team here right now, man. I know the Astros can put up runs. I'm not sure I do trust Max Scherzer on the road either. I'll lean with the Astros here at minus 130. I don't love it. But I feel like there is some value here on the over 7.5. Um, 
both pitchers are susceptible to giving up runs. Maybe a first five innings uh, over that number probably will be at four with a total of seven and a half for the full game. So I'll lean first five over four. And then I will lean with the Houston Astros here, minus one thirty uh, on the money line here, Lante. Yeah, man, I had a I had a hard time uh, handicapping this game too. On one end, um, I, I don't really like fading Max in back to back underwhelming starts. Uh, I mean, but the Mets, I mean, we were all on them. I think last week <laughs> they just laid an egg yeah. uh, at the end of that game. Some throwing errors. Uh, they're sixteen and twenty two on the road. They're six and fourteen as an underdog, man, which goes to show they just they don't have a, a lot of fight. Um, both teams have lost seven of the last ten. I, I think Houston is, is in better shape to bounce back. Uh, you mentioned the the um, the numbers as far as them without Jordan in, in the lineup or whatever, but you know back to back five plus run earned runs um, allowed for for Max. Um, he's not played many solid offenses on the road, but when he has, it's been rough though. Um, Atlanta, New York, uh, even Detroit and Milwaukee, who we talked about previously, don't have the best offenses. Even they put up five runs on him. So, I mean, Houston at home, we, we all know what they do at home. Um, I mean, like I said, I, I don't like fading Max against off back-to-back starts. But, again, I, I was with him uh, in the, the first start. I can't remember who it was, but I know he played Atlanta uh, when him and Strider were going at it, and I thought it would be a, a low-scoring game, and they ended up being a home-run derby. So, um, yeah, I guess take that for what it's worth. But Hunter Brown, man, two earned runs or fewer in four of his last five home starts. Um, you know, he usually goes six, seven solid innings. Um, I don't th- see him having a ton of issues um, with this Mets lineup. So, yeah, man, I'll lean to to Houston side more so. Looking at, I might take a first five under. Um, okay. and then go back with the over once they get to the bullpens um, or whatever. But that, that's kind of how I'm going to play it. I'll probably put a little bit on on um, on Houston here in the first five also. Yeah, this was a, another hard, difficult game to handicap um, just because we don't know. Or we know what direction these team, two teams are going in, but we just don't know what you're going to get out of Max Scherzer sometimes, especially on the road. And it's, it's decent for me. Come out and look like a Cy Young pitcher, and then you know, the next two nights he can – or the next two starts he can look really bad. Um, and then Hunter Brown, you know, like you mentioned, he's been really good at home for the Astros, but it's just that you're missing, you know, Jordan in the lineup and they've been dealing with injuries, especially in that pitching rotation as well. So, uh, I think it might be a good bounce back spot here for the Astros, but, um, that is the last game of the night here, Lante. Like we mentioned, we are missing two, uh, games that are off the board, which is the White Sox game. And then the Giants game, we don't have pitchers for those two games. So, uh, won't handicap those games, and we don't have lines for those games either, which leaves us one order of business that is going to be our lock and dog for the Monday schedule. Lante, lead us off, my man. What's your lock and dog? Yeah, man. So I'm going to go uh, – let's see if I can go with it. I'll go with the lock first. I'm going to take a home pup here, man. I'm going to take um, – where is it? Where am I? Where am I? I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Pirates at home to uh, to snap their losing streak. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. Um, we mentioned Pitt having success um, against um, Smiley in his last start, so I think that plays a big part in it. I think they'll be accustomed to some of the things that he's doing back at home after you know losing. They what they've lost uh, five in a row. Uh, let's uh, see. You're talking about the the Pirates. They've lost. Uh, uh, let me see here. Pittsburgh. I can't remember how many in a row it is. I thought I had it. Let's see here, I got it. Um, they've lost, uh, so they like got swept by the 
Brewers this weekend, mm-hmm. and then they lost to the Cubbies in that prior series. So it's been one, two, three, six in a row. Yeah, so I think they snapped that six-game losing streak at home here uh, against the Cubbies. Uh, not a biggest Smiley fan, even though you know his numbers indicate that he's been pitching pretty well, but just not the biggest fan of, of some of his stuff. I think Pittsburgh can get to him a little bit. Um, as for the dog, man, I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Reds on, on the run line. Uh, you say that was plus 140. Is that still plus 140? Plus uh, for the Reds, yes. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm going to keep – it's pretty simple, man. You fade teams that, that are bogus and you ride teams that are hot. And we saw it firsthand with Colorado. Now, like you said, you can't take too much from it from with how Atlanta's playing right now. But at the end of the day, you saw what kind of fight Colorado put up in, in that series, man. They just yeah. – they blew – they blew, I think, a couple games actually. Yeah. Um so I like Cincinnati. Good for them returning home after a big, big week uh, for them. Probably they're not even accustomed to getting fans in that building, so they're going to be like all those fans are going to pack that arena. Um, so give me Cincinnati on the run line, man. One, one and a half plus one forty for my uh, dog. All right, uh, all right. For my lock, I'm going to go with the Detroit Tigers minus one and a half plus one thirty. I'm going to fade Jordan Lyles here. Um, Tigers were able to put up runs this weekend against the Minnesota Twins. They did face some of their better pitchers as well. And now you have a pitcher that's coming in that has lost, or the Royals have lost all 14 games that he has started this season. 0-14. He has a record of 0-11. I have something that's 100% on my side as far as the money lines. I'm minus 145. You want to sprinkle on that. Um, but they've been getting blown out of the water when Jordan Lyles is on the mound. So, and Reese Olsen, like I mentioned, it's going to be his fourth start. His last start, he did get blown up. But again, we talked about it was against the Atlanta Braves, who are the hottest offense right now uh, in the entire MLB, right up there with the Texas Rangers. So uh, I'm going to take the Detroit Tigers minus one and a half, plus 130 as my lock. For my dog, we're going to go with the uh, double dog best bet here, man. I'm with you on the Reds. Minus one and a half, plus 140. Um, Brandon Williamson did have a really good start against the Rockies earlier this month we talked about. Um, and Austin Gomber has just been in bad form. And again, you just have a team that doesn't quit, man. This team kind of has this it factor with the Reds where they're kind of playing with house money, man. The young guys are are out there looking to prove something. Um, Cruz has just been an absolute monster. The, the speed that this guy has um, for the Reds is just incredible to see. I mean, if he, even if he hits a ball in the infield and it's going right to the shortstop, I think there's more than a likely possibility that he's going to beat it out, even if it's to go straight to the uh, shortstop, man. I agree. Man. That's, that's, that's like top-tier speed, man. Yeah. So I think that they can carry this momentum of what they did against Houston back home against a team that's coming off of a series where they just got their doors blown off. So I'm going to go with the Reds with you, man. Minus one and a half, plus 140 on the run line uh, for the Reds against the Rockies. All right, Lante, that's going to do it, my man, for this uh, Monday games episode for the MLB Gambling Podcast. Anything else you want to mention before we get out of here, buddy? Nah, man. Uh, happy Father's Day to everybody that was tuned in uh, with us. I uh, hope you enjoy it with your loved ones. Uh, yeah, man. Cherish your fathers and, uh, you know, the mothers who are there playing both roles. Salute to them also. Uh, outside of that, man, not much. I'll be back later this week. Yeah, we'll be back uh, later this week. Um, like uh, uh, like Lante mentioned, happy Father's Day to everybody listening. Um It's uh, one of those days, like uh, Lante mentioned, enjoy with your loved ones, enjoy it with your uh, 
dads uh enjoyed with your kids as well man so it's a it's a it's a good time it's a good holiday appreciate uh all the fathers out there what they are able to do for their loved ones i'm surprised we didn't see lante before we get out of here like the blue like the hats and bats that they usually have on in baseball on father's day did i miss a memo or something uh yeah man i'm not sure either uh honestly it's not surprising though because um i mean mlb drops the ball with a lot of different things that they could do to get more eyes on the sport um like man just it's just so many things that they just don't do well uh you know if they're listening maybe they can hire us we can help them out in that that category yeah definitely um (laughs) they did make the rule changes for some more runs and excitement going on but um, they've kind of dropped the ball on uh, Father's Day with uh, with the uh, blue right, uh, right, hats yeah. and stuff like they used to have. But yeah, yeah you were the we'll, only we'll, we'll you're the only um, the only sport going right now. I mean, well, I mean, counting uh, you know College World Series, but it's only two games. Yeah, man, you gotta like get some premier matchups out here um, and like more teams. I would think more teams will be playing today than they would. Um, but I mean, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just trying to get more games yeah. a bit on. I mean, who knows? <laughs> All right, guys, we'll be back on Tuesday or on Monday for the Tuesday action. Again, if you haven't already left us a rating and review for the MLB Gambling Podcast, please go ahead and do so. I did see another review that came in before we get out of here. I will read that off. It comes from, I believe it was a regular left us reviews, the original CP3. Um, yeah, he left a, a pie or a podcast review for our MLB gambling podcast. And it says title best gambling podcast in sports. You guys are awesome. Mal and Dylan together are so great. Let Lante in there with them. Sometimes makes my day. Um, yeah, appreciate the review, man. Again, like you, if, like I mentioned, if you haven't already leave us a rating and review, we'll go, definitely shout you out on the podcast. Uh, all right, guys, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.